You're listening to 88.9 WDBM Impact Sports. I'm Cameron Billis, and this is The Horsepower. First of all, let me just say that I'm incredibly excited to be here, bringing you your Pistons coverage for the first semester and the start of the season. And you know, I'll be giving you constant articles written on the Impact Sports page, which, in case you don't know, is impact89fm.org backslash sports. Again, that's impact89fm.org backslash sports. Uh, if you go to that page and then scroll over either Detroit Sports Pistons or under shows horsepower, you can get all your Pistons coverage, and I will be bringing it to you as well as my Pistons team. And a lot of stuff went down over the Pistons offseason this year that I'm extremely excited to cover for you and bring you up to speed with just everything Pistons related. So let's start off with uh, Pistons. So far, are three and four in preseason play, which you know it's preseason, so there's not that much to look into yet. Uh, their opener is October 30th against the Washington Wizards. A lot to look forward to in that game. Both teams had very interesting off seasons. Uh, Pistons went out and made a lot of free agent moves, such as bringing in Josh Smith, Brandon Jennings, Chauncey Billups, Gigi Dutome, Josh Harrelson, and drafted guys like Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Peyton Siva, and Tony Mitchell. But then you look at what the Wizards did this offseason, and they didn't go out and make a whole bunch of free agency moves. They are planning on the guys that they drafted coming in and doing a much better job for them, such as Bradley Beal and John Wall. Speaking of John Wall, he is one of the most talented players in the NBA. Hasn't quite lived up to the hype of when he came into the league, but you know he's still incredibly young and has such great upside that the Washington Wizards are incredibly excited about him. On the injury report for the Wizards, Otto Porter, their first-round pick this year out of Georgetown, will be out for them with a right hip flexor problem. So unfortunately... For the Pistons fans, they will not be able to see the Wizards' first-round pick. But, you know, this is the Pistons show, so we got to stay focused a little bit more on the Pistons. You know, unfortunately, so far, the Pistons have suffered quite a few injuries with Stucky hurting his thumb and Brandon Jennings being out a few weeks with a broken jaw. So their starting lineup to start the year will be a little bit in flux. But, you know, the Pistons still have a really talented team. And past few years, that's been a problem for them. They've lacked talent. It's not that they've just been outplayed. Their roster has not been up to par with some of the better teams in the league. Now it's time to change. Joe Dumars realized that this offseason. Tom Gorez, the owner for the team, realized that this offseason. And it was nice to see them not just sit back, relax, and watch other teams go out and make moves. The Pistons were the teams making moves. And teams around the league realized that. NBA GMs across the league voted the Pistons as the most improved team this offseason. So, I mean, that's something very interesting, high accolades to Joe Dumars from that respect. Now, unfortunately, winning most improved team by league GMs doesn't win you a title, and the Pistons have suffered from big free agency moves in the past uh, when they signed Charlie Villanueva and Ben Gordon a few years ago. A lot of hype went in with those moves. A lot of fans were excited by those moves. And, I mean, as you know now, those moves did not work out. As I mentioned in my article the other day called Detroit Pistons 2013-2014 Preview. I mean, let's let's go a little bit more depth into the probable opening day lineup for the Pistons because I want to take a closer look at that. At point guard, 
will probably be Chauncey Billups. You know what you're going to get with Chauncey. He can run the floor incredibly well. Mo Cheeks has talked about this several times this preseason, that you get the ball in Chauncey Billups' hands, you don't have to worry about anything because you know that he can go out there, run a play, run it how you want it, and he'll find you the best option available on that play, whether that's him pulling up for three or him finding the open guy or posting up or whatever. He has a lot, Mo Cheeks has a lot of faith in Chauncey, um, which is incredibly important in your starting point guard. You know, so far in the preseason, he's averaged about eight points per game, four assists, and a rebound. In his last game, he got 12 points, six assists, and one rebound in 32 minutes of play, which in 32 minutes, that's a good starter's minutes. 12 points and six assists is what you should expect from Chauncey. You know you know that he can give you that night in, night out. Some nights he might get you more points, less assists. Other nights he might get you less points, more assists. But you can consistently count on him to get you 15 and six. Now for the shooting guard position, with Stuckey being out and Detome being hurt with a sore right hamstring, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, the rookie out of Georgia, might come in and be the guy right away. From what I've seen so far, he's been struggling to get his shot going in gameplay, but from everything that I've read and practices, he is just shooting the lights out of the ball, and you know he's got a very bright future ahead of him if he can keep that up, especially with that being such a big Pistons need with Josh Smith, Greg Monroe, and Andre Drummond being inside and not being able to shoot the ball as well. Pistons really need a guy who can stretch out the floor and bang the open three. Now, moving on to small forward, as I just said, Josh Smith will be the starter there. Arguably the biggest free agent get the Detroit Pistons have ever gotten. He played for the Atlanta Hawks last year, if you didn't know, and came in and signed with the Pistons for four years and $56 million, according to Adrian Wojnarowski uh, for Yahoo Sports. I mean, when that and when that signing happened, it kind of, I don't want to say caught the fans off guard because there had been lots of rumors swirling around that the Pistons were going hard after him and Andre Iguodala. But, you know, there's a huge difference between there being a rumor about your team going out and signing a guy and then the team actually going out and doing it. You know, when that started, fans and insiders thought, oh, that can't be it. There has to be more coming. And there was. They went out and uh, traded for Brandon Jennings. They signed Chauncey Billups, and there was talk all offseason that maybe the Pistons would go out and get Rajon Rondo. Obviously, that never happened. But, you know, I think the Pistons are happy with where they're at right now. They got two young guys up front, and uh, Monroe and Drummond, who I'll get to in a second. And you got a young up-and-coming backcourt, and Jennings and Caldwell-Pope, and Pistons are definitely headed in the right direction with that. Okay, moving on in the starting lineup. At power forward, you got the young... Greg Monroe, who reminds me a lot of Tim Duncan. Just his presence on the court. He's very nonchalant in his actions. He you know, he never really goes out and demands things through the media. He's just quiet, goes about his business, but does a great job when he's out there. So far in the preseason, he's averaging 14.5 points with 6 rebounds and 2 assists. And if you didn't know, Greg Monroe... 6'11", 250 out of Georgetown. Very underrated passer. He That is one of his assets in his game, and you know that could very much come in handy. When you have a guy who can pass the ball out in pressure, in the paint, that opens up the court tremendously, and that will be a huge asset 
especially with the Pistons being clogged up in the middle with Drummond and Smith. And finally, uh, at center, you have the young gun, Andre Drummond, who just not enough can be said about this guy. He is such a bright star emerging in this league. So far in preseason, he's averaging 13 points and 11 rebounds. And uh, last year, uh, he averaged a block and a half per game, which is absolutely unheard of, especially for a rookie. I mean, just looking at the Pistons starting five, again, of Chauncey Billups, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Josh Smith, Greg Monroe, and Andre Drummond uh, to start the season before Rodney Stuckey and Brandon Jennings get back. That starting five can go out there and win you games, even with the injuries that you have. If you look at the Pistons' first few games of the season, you have at home against Washington, at Memphis, at home versus Boston, at home versus Indiana, and at home versus OKC. So four of their first five games are at home. You have to win at least three of those games. Washington's very winnable. Boston's very winnable. And you should be able to squeeze out one at Memphis, at home versus Indiana, or at home versus OKC. Without a doubt. If if the Pistons are going to be a playoff contender this year, which I'll get to in just a little bit if I think they're going to be, you have to squeeze out at least three of those first five games. Now, looking as to how they truly match up against Washington, how will the Pistons be able to stop John Wall? Well, that all comes down to Andre Drummond, the man in the middle. Uh, John Wall, his expertise is just driving the ball into the lane, making those fancy layups, dishing out some crazy assists. But if Drummond and Smith not allow him to get inside and penetrate, which, I mean, that is their job. Andre Drummond and Josh Smith are two of the premier shot blockers in the league, then that is really going to force Washington to struggle and settle for outside jumpers. Now, they have guys who can do that in Bradley Beal and Trevor Ariza, but, I mean, I, I don't like their odds of winning against the Pistons if John Wall can't penetrate inside. The Pistons actually played uh, the Wizards this preseason, beating them 99-96, to where the Pistons dominated most of that game, but Washington came back and made it respectable. The Pistons were just killing them the whole game, but to only win by three is somewhat discouraging for Detroit, but, you know, a win's a win, and I know that they're happy to hang on with it. You know, it's interesting to look at how the Pistons roster is shaped with who drafted by them and who was brought in as a free agent. And, you know, this came as a surprise to me, but eight current players on the roster were drafted by Joe Dumars. And those eight players were Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Andre Drummond, Jonas Jurebko, Tony Mitchell, Greg Monroe, Kyle Singler, Peyton Siva, and Rodney Stuckey. So eight out of your 15-man roster being drafted by your GM is kind of incredible, especially to think that, you know, Joe Dumars has struggled to really hit home runs with his draft picks. I mean, you you got guys who have turned out to be decent role players and Stucky and Tayshawn Prince, but everyone knows the struggles that he made, especially with the Darko pick when you could have had Carmelo or Dwayne Wade. So to see the Pistons on the rise with a very young roster and a group of athletic guys like Tony Mitchell and Andre Drummond helping this team win now, it, it's very good to see. And, you know, it makes, it makes you wonder... What now is the formula to winning a championship where you look at the Miami Heat who go out and sign LeBron James and Chris Bosh to join Dwayne Wade and form a mega team? And yes, they've had role players such as Norris Cole and Mario Chalmers come in who they've drafted, but does becoming a championship contender 
happen through free agency or through drafting. You can look at the Oklahoma City Thunder, who drafted Kevin Durant, drafted Russell Westbrook, drafted Serge Ibaka, drafted James Harden, who now is with the Houston Rockets, but played a huge role in them getting to the NBA Finals. I mean, the the Miami Heat have won the championship the past two years in a row. When Boston won, it was because they went out and traded for guys like Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett. So I think the Pistons right now have a very good mesh between free agency and drafting. You know, the problem when you go out and sign a bunch of guys is the chemistry between them. They're used to playing with certain players, and all of a sudden that's changed. And the style of play now that Mo Cheeks is running a fast-paced system, not everybody on the team is used to that. So now, especially in preseason and training camp, which has already happened, that's when the players come in and get used to each other, start to work with each other, but by no means are they 100% used to the way that all their teammates play. Especially guys like Luigi Dittome, who is in a whole new country. Uh, If you didn't know, he has played in Italy his entire career. This is his first NBA season. In no way, shape, or form is he used to NBA uh, basketball. Brandon Jennings, who came over from uh, Detroit rival Milwaukee Bucks, he hasn't even been able to work with the team because of his injuries. And Josh Smith is still getting used to the team. And all the rookies are still getting acclimated with the way the NBA works. So, you know, that's one of the biggest struggles when you bring in a bunch of new talent. But, you know, that's why you bring in guys like Chauncey Billups, the veterans, to settle the young guys down, get everyone acclimated with where they're supposed to be. And, you know, I think I do think the Pistons have a very good mesh of veteran talent with young talent and role players and star players now with Josh Smith and Andre Drummond on the rise. And I think the Pistons are definitely headed in the right direction. Now, I mentioned the Miami Heat, and I mentioned their big three, and I talked about the Celtics' big three with Garnett, Allen, and Pierce. Do the Pistons finally have a big three? Could it be Brandon Jennings, Josh Smith, and Andre Drummond? Could it be Josh Smith, Andre Drummond, and Greg Monroe? Either way you put it, it's a very formidable big three. Now, it's obviously not on the same caliber as the Miami Heat, but, I mean, you tell me that I'm getting Smith, Drummond, Monroe, or Jennings, Smith, and Drummond, I will take that in a heartbeat because I think that team, that core of players, is talented enough to lead you to where you want to go. And for right now, with the Detroit Pistons, that's the the playoffs. They have had enough time drafting in the lottery. I know Joe Dumars is sick of it. I know Tom Gores is sick of it, especially being especially being the businessman that he is. When Tom Gores bought this team, he bought it as a business venture as compared to someone like Mike Illich who when he when you think of Mike Illich in Detroit sports, you think, "Wow, his primary focus is just he wants to win because he loves the game." Tom Gores is a guy who wants to see the stadium packed because he knows that would be making him money. Now, the Pistons have had some of the worst attendance records in the league the past few years, which, I mean, is sad to see because just um, 10 years ago in the Pistons' heyday with Chauncey and Ben Wallace and Rasheed Wallace and Richard Hamilton and Tayshaun Prince, the, the Palace was sold out nonstop. I mean, that was the place to be. Everyone loved going to Pistons games, and now you could easily buy a ticket the day of the game for five bucks if you wanted to. So for Tom Gores, if his team can start to make a playoff push, he'll start making more money. 
because the fans will want to go and actually watch the games in person, and it'll it'll be great for the entire city of Detroit. Another interesting move the Pistons made this offseason was bringing in Rashid Wallace as an assistant coach. Very bold move, kind of out of left field. Rashid has always said that he was interested in coaching, and name has kind of been brought up in speculation, but nothing had ever formulated. So now it's official. He's an assistant coach. He's a big man's coach. Uh, He spent a lot of time working with Andre Drummond, Greg Monroe, and Josh Smith. And when he was first hired, a lot of people joked around, oh, how many technicals is he going to get sitting on the bench? Is he going to be able to handle himself not playing the game? Yeah, I think it was a good hire. I think that it's good to have coaches on your bench that are young enough to relate to your players. And Rasheed Wallace just retired from the game. He played for the Knicks last season in a short-term role. You know, so he knows what the NBA is like. He knows that what frustrates players. He knows how other players on opposing teams their play style, and he knows how to shut down players on his own team. You know, when you get a coach out there who can go out and run with the the group of guys on the roster like Drummond and defend them and teach them the ways of what what made Rashid so great and what he knows are ways that can make Drummond great, I don't get how anyone can be unhappy with that. It's almost as if you have a player coach, kind of like Chauncey is. Chauncey is the closest thing to a player coach that there is, someone who's out there on the floor instructing the young guys what to do and how they can get better. The only difference between Chauncey and Rashid is that Chauncey will be in the game. Rashid will be sitting on the sidelines. That's not to say that Rashid Wallace doesn't have what it takes anymore to be on the court, but he thought that his time as a player was done and that he needed to share his knowledge as a coach as compared to a player. Okay, now looking at the Eastern Conference, this is what everyone wants to know right now. Are the Pistons talented enough to make the playoffs? Uh, When you think of premier teams in the East, you have the Miami Heat, uh, the Chicago Bulls with Derrick Rose back and looking absolutely incredible in preseason play, averaging close to a point a minute, which is absurd. Uh, You have the Indiana Pacers, the New York Knicks, and the Brooklyn Nets. Those are the premier teams in the Eastern Conference. And, I mean, looking at preseason play right now, Toronto is 6-1, Cleveland is 4-3, So, I mean, there are some X factors that could step up and make the playoffs too. But, you know, the Pistons should be able to make the playoffs. Once you get rid of those five or six teams, there are eight teams who make the playoffs, obviously. And the Pistons are one of the eight most talented teams in the Eastern Conference. So anything less than a playoff spot for them is just embarrassing and would cost a lot of people their jobs. Joe Dumars would be gone. Mo Cheeks could even be gone uh, if Joe Dumars is let go because a new GM would probably want to bring in a head coach of their choice, not someone who was left behind. What's what's great about a new regular season is that everyone's a contender. Everyone has a chance to make the playoffs. Everyone has a chance to win an NBA title. And obviously, as the year progresses, that will change. You know, the elite teams will rise to the top and the teams who aren't as talented will start preparing for the NBA draft in a loaded draft class, which I'll talk about later in the year because it's just so talented. But, you know, the Pistons should be playing meaningful basketball in March and April because they have the talent to do it, and 
they've done enough this offseason that should make them playoff contenders. And interestingly enough, I've thought about this a lot, and I, I, the Pistons could definitely give the Miami Heat some trouble if they met in a, pl- in a best of seven playoff matchup. I would compare the Pistons to the Indiana Pacers. You have a very talented front court, very athletic, very tall, great at shot blocking as Roy Hibbert is and Andre Drummond and Josh Smith. And, you know, the Indiana Pacers were by far the closest team, except for maybe the Spurs, to knocking out the Heat in the playoffs. You know, you say, who would guard LeBron James? Well, obviously, that's a tough question. No one can shut LeBron James down, but Josh Smith is about as talented as a defender as there is in this league, and he would do a great job of playing defense on LeBron James. Andre Drummond would not allow Dwayne Wade to come inside and get easy layups on him. Same with LeBron. Uh, Greg Monroe could hang out with Bosh uh, when he goes outside. I I really like that matchup for the Pistons, to be honest with you. If they were an eight seed, because you know the Heat are going to be the one seed. They're just too talented not to be. And I don't see Chicago being quite good enough to overtake them as the one seed. And I don't think Indiana is quite good enough either. Now, I don't think the Pistons will be an eight seed. I think they'll be good enough to be a six or a seven, maybe even a five seed. But hypothetically playing worst case scenario with an eight seed. And it'd be a matchup that I would, I'd love to see more as a neutral fan perspective. I think just the matchup problems that the Pistons could offer the Heat would might be good enough to get them a victory in the series. I think the Heat are definitely way more talented and could overcome those mismatches. And obviously, we're a long way away from the playoffs. It's just something that's fun to think about before the season starts, especially when your team goes out there and makes a ton of moves to make themselves better. You know, and also another move, uh, I feel like that's all I'm talking about now, is moves the Pistons have made this offseason. That just shows how active they were. Um was bringing in head coach Mo Cheeks. And, you know, at the time, I thought to myself, was Mo Cheeks the right man for the job? If you didn't follow the situation that closely, and it wouldn't surprise me if you didn't because it took the Pistons a very long time to hire Mo Cheeks. Uh, Between the time that Lawrence Frank was fired and Mo Cheeks was hired, names of coaches that were available were George Carl, Brian Shaw, and Lionel Hollins, three premier coaching names on the market and from what I read and from what insiders were posting you know none of those three names really came up in conversation with the Pistons and you know it was disappointing to see because if you're a team that wants to make the playoffs now needs to make the playoffs now why would you not pursue some of the best coaches in the business now obviously Brian Shaw is completely unproven but he was a big time head coaching prospect he's been on the coaching carousel for a while now between head coach and top assistant coach and finally he's getting his chance to prove himself in Denver which I think is a great fit for him with Ty Lawson but even someone like George Carl and Lionel Hollins who both had great years with their prospective teams Lionel Hollins did an absolutely tremendous job, and to think that someone who led their team to the Western Conference Finals is out of a job and out of the NBA this year is absolutely insane. In no way does he deserve not to be in charge of a bench, and 
you know, it would have been great to see him in a Pistons uh, or on the Pistons bench. And I heard that Mo Cheeks actually offered him the head assistant coach job for the Pistons. He turned it down, um, understandably, because, you know, maybe for him, he just wants to sit out a year and see what options he gets next year. But Mo Cheeks has not been that great as a head coach. He has just under a 500 record at 284 and 286. That doesn't really, when you hear that, that doesn't come up with a guy who you want to bring in to lead your team to the playoffs. Now, the more that it sits in and sinks with me, I think it'll be a fine hire. I think that he did a great job being the assistant coach with the Oklahoma City Thunder. If you didn't know, he was a huge part of Russell Westbrook's progression. Um, Mo Cheeks was a point guard when he played in the NBA, and you know, if you watched Oklahoma City Thunder games last year, you would see Cheeks pull Westbrook to the side when he was struggling, talk to him, try and calm him down, and just had a huge influence on Westbrook's game. I think that, especially with the point guard situation the Pistons have now with Brandon Jennings, who has the reputation of being a chucker, a score-first point guard who doesn't look to get his teammates the ball, I think Mo Cheeks will have a huge impact on changing his game and making him more of a point guard. Again, you're listening to 88.9 WDBM Impact Sports. This is the Horsepower. I'm your host, Cameron Billis. First show of the year. Incredibly happy to be here with you guys, giving you Pistons coverage around the clock, writing articles for you again that you can read at impact89fm.org backslash sports. Impact89fm.org backslash sports. All right, so I took a look at Detroit's starting lineup. Now let's take a look at their bench and who's going to be role players for them, who's just going to be bench warmers, and you know just basically the roles that they'll have on the team. Starting off with Jennings and Stuckey being hurt, that really opens up a big role for Will Bynum, who showed a lot of positive chemistry with Andre Drummond last year. Bynum should be the guy first point guard off the bench and you know his quickness and agility will be a huge asset to Mo Cheeks in his fast-paced game um Bynum just he always seemed to know where Drummond was whether it was for an alley-oop pass or just a skip pass down low when the Pistons first re-signed Bynum it was kind of a confusing move because they didn't really seem to need a point guard and then about a week later when they signed Chauncey Billups it made even less sense but you know, fortunately now, seeing the injuries that we have, it's it's been a solid re-signing. Um, and, you know, they say hindsight's twenty twenty, But clearly, Joe Dumars and Mo Cheeks know something that us fans don't. Because Will Bynum must have a role or else the signing just does not make a lot of sense. Luigi Dottome, the sharpshooter out of Italy uh, in his rookie year, will look to be probably the 7th or 8th guy off the bench. Um, he's, his specialty is three-point shooting. That's what the Pistons brought him in for, uh, to stretch out the floor, especially with guys like Smith, Drummond, and Monroe in the middle, which I've talked about a lot this show, and will continue to talk about all season long, um, especially when regular season games get started. We'll get more in-depth about how those three are working together. But, you know, when Detome gets back from his sore hamstring, he'll be playing... Mainly the two and the three. 
Uh, him and Kyle Singler will be rotating between uh, that position and offering the Pistons a, a good three-point shooter. Next, we have Josh Harrelson, who was signed as the Pistons' last guy on the roster. Guy will just pretty much be sitting at the end of the bench all year, offering the Pistons big men a, a few-minute blows every now and then when they're in foul trouble. But, you know, I wouldn't look for Harrelson to have that big of a role. Uh, next, we move on to Jonas Jarebko, who has been fighting with Charlie Villanueva pretty much all preseason for that final role player slot. Villanueva is more of a stretch four, stretch three, a uh, pretty good three-point shooter, not very good defensively, whereas Jarebko is way more of a hustle guy, not as good of a shooter, but will go out and get you those rebounds, much better defender than Villanueva. And, you know, so far he's winning the job from Mo Cheeks. He, so far he's come out and done a much better job than Charlie V. And, you know, Villanueva in the last year of his contract needs to do a much better job of producing for the Pistons or else he won't have a home in the NBA next year. Next person that really intrigues me is rookie Tony Mitchell from North Texas. Another tweener forward listed at 6'8", incredibly athletic, one of the most athletic guys in the league. You could see him in the dunk contest for the next 15 years. You know, him and Andre Drummond post vines all the time about athletic dunks that they do, and it's just unbelievable to watch. Uh, could use some work on a shot, but we'll go out there and get you some a few blocks a game, uh, several rebounds a game, maybe a steal or two a game, and five to ten points per game. Um, you know, I really hope he gets a decent-sized role this year because he offers the Pistons something that, yes, they already have in guys like Josh Smith, but, you know, you can never have too much athleticism on the floor. And that has been Joe Dumars' mindset going into the last few NBA drafts. Uh, you know, that's why he took someone like Contavious Caldwell-Pope over Trey Burke. Because Pope is much more of an athlete. has a huge wingspan. Trey Burke was a guy who was a little bit undersized. And, you know, in the NBA, size is just oh so important. So, Tony Mitchell going back to him, was considered, after his freshman year, a potential lottery pick. And then his sophomore year, North Texas got a new head coach. Mitchell admitted that he wasn't fully into games and wasn't fully into his new coach's system, so he kind of took plays off. But he said that's a thing of the past. He is here, ready to give 100%, and it could be a complete draft steal if things work out the way that they should. I talked about Kyle Singler b- briefly when I mentioned Luigi Dutome, those two will have a very similar role, uh, spotting guys at the two and the three, coming in to mainly knock down three-point shots. Singler is a pretty good defender, guy who will go out there and give you 110% every time he's out on the floor. I know that's a bit cliche, but you know there's one or two guys on every roster that's like that, and coaches love them for it. And Kyle Singler, throughout his career, has always been one of those guys, especially for Duke. When he played for Coach K, uh, Singler was a very above-average college basketball athlete, but he took his rookie season off and went to Spain to play basketball, and that was really helpful for him. And when he came back last year to the Pistons, when the Pistons had the draft rights to him, he came in and did a great job uh, playing some starting two-guard and some relief three. So I'd look for that to continue in 2013, 2014. Um, Then next, 
Towards the end of the bench, we have Peyton Siva, who's about the Pistons' fourth or fifth string point guard. Um, Siva, if you don't know, was the starting point guard for the champion Louisville Cardinals this past college basketball season. He was Rick Pitino's go-to leader. He made it to the championship game two years in a row, was successful one of the two times, losing to Kentucky, beating Michigan. Uh, It was an interesting second-round pick for the Pistons. They thought that point guard was going to be a need. Um, This was before they got Brandon Jennings and Chauncey Billups. And so they took Siva as a as a risk in the second round, as as you probably know, second round players don't get guaranteed contracts. So they drafted him. He looked good in summer league. He has played some incredible basketball in the preseason, filling in for an injury plagued Detroit Ross Detroit Pistons point guard position with Will Bynum suffering from food poisoning, Chauncey taking the occasional day off to rest. As I said, Jennings has been hurt. So uh, against the Orlando Magic, he came in and played the entire game except for one minute and really gained the respect of his teammates and showed that he truly was a fighter and can play in this league. That rounds out uh, the Pistons bench. I think they have a very good mix between both positions, between all positions, between shooters and athlete and big man and guard. You know, and it's more of a guard league. Nowadays, it's more if you look at the Miami Heat, their style of basketball, small ball. They'll put Chris Bosh, who for a lot of teams could play the three, uh, but his primary position is the four. He plays the five for them, and then they have LeBron at the four and then run with three guards out there. So uh, it might seem like the Pistons don't have a ton of big men on their roster, but that's just the NBA uh, nowadays. And I think the Pistons... Might be a little bit late to the party, but better late than never, as they say. This is The Horsepower on 88.9 WDBM. I'm Cameron Billis. Thanks for listening to our first podcast of the year. Look forward to bringing you many more. Again, to keep up with all the Pistons news, you can check out impact89fm.org backslash sports. Scroll over Detroit Sports and hit Pistons and scroll over Shows and hit Horsepower. That's where all your Pistons news will be. Thanks for listening.